Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli we are live, day number two at CPAC on Radio Row. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today, 855-839-1210, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We are so excited. we got an amazing show for you today, including our interview with Tulsi Gabbard. Is she on the short list for Veep? We'll find out. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I want to welcome to the show, though, the 2024 National Press Secretary for the President Trump's campaign, yes. Caroline Levitt. Caroline, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Yeah. And it is great to be with you, Rich, here at Radio Row at Radio CPAC. Row. How much fun is this? This is great. It's quite the time. You have a lot of patriots walking by, a lot of yeah. characters here, a lot of people fired up, and the President will be here tomorrow. We're looking forward to a good speech. Everybody's excited for him. Yes. Really, and the unity here, which I've seen, Caroline, is, is awesome. I mean, everybody is just so excited, um, so together. It really yeah. is something beautiful to see. It the, really is. The grassroots is more fired up than ever. Rich, you've been covering President Trump since 2016, I so have. you know this. I have. But I, I think the base is more enthused than they have ever been before. This man has never been in a stronger position to win. Republican parties totally unified around him, with one exception, who I'm sure we'll talk about, Nikki Haley. <laughs> I think we will, yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, Overall, we're ready to take the fight to Joe Biden. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're the perfect person for the job, too. You ran for office. I did. You were in the White House. Uh, when I went to interview the president in the White House, I'm sure we crossed paths back then. Everybody was so nice and gracious. <laughs> uh, so you get it. You've been in the fight. And, yeah. and he, look, I mean, he's a fighter, and he needs people around him who are going to be fighters. Mm-hmm. You're a fighter. And that's Thank good you. because, let's face it, these attacks are not going to stop. No, they won't. They're going to do everything they possibly can to try to keep him out of the White House. Absolutely. We're seeing it every single day, whether it's the fake news media, who I have the great pleasure of of dealing with constantly. If I showed you my inbox right now, you would laugh out loud at the <laughs> incoming requests that we receive from the fake news on a daily basis. These people already decide what their narrative is going to be before they reach out to us for comment. They don't care about our, the truth. They don't care about what we have to say. They've already written their story. They're a propaganda right. machine, and it's really something to behold when you're inside and you realize how corrupt and, frankly, ignorant a lot of them are and out of touch with the American public. But then you also have, on the lost legal side of things... Far-left district attorneys, special prosecutors, mm-hmm. st- secretaries of states making decisions in an attempt to remove pre- 
President Trump off the ballot. I mean, these are communist regime tactics that we're seeing at play here. It's a perilous time, but people get it. That's why you see the enthusiasm here at CPAC. That's why you see President Trump beating Joe Biden in key battleground states like yours, the Keystone State, Pennsylvania, because people recognize that they're going after the guy that made my life better, that secured our border, that kept our communities safe, that my my wallet was a little bit thicker when yeah. he was in office. Uh, why are they going after him so much? So real people get it. The fake news media doesn't. We're going to continue to fight to get President Trump's message out there come hell or high water. Now, uh, Pennsylvania, obviously key. He won 2016 in Pennsylvania. A lot of people think he won in Pennsylvania in 2020 as well. Uh, we got to win 2024. Yes. Let's talk about energy independence for a second. I mean, Joe Biden, this idiot now with this liquid natural gas export ban, is the biggest gift to Putin. I love how these people keep saying Trump yes. is with Putin. Putin's loving Joe Biden mm-hmm. right now. Loving him. Putin just endorsed Joe Biden. He did. He said in an interview, he I was asked. I think he's speaking at the DNC this year. <laughs> he might be giving the nominating speech. He's definitely not at CPAC, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but he, he just said recently in an interview that Biden is better for Russia than Donald Trump. And his quote was, yeah. because he's more productive. Predictable, And that's exactly right. Joe Biden is the weakest president we've ever had. He is so predictable. He says what he's going to do, especially with military strategy, before we even unveil it. I mean, how stupid. President Trump calls him out for that all of the time. But Putin doesn't take Biden seriously. How could you? The man fumbles and bumbles over his own words. And to your point about the natural, the LNG exports, he's delaying them. And what is that? Who does that help? Russia. Iran, who Uh just launched attacks in Israel. It certainly doesn't help the people of Pennsylvania or West Virginia putting their jobs out of business, just like he made the point to do that on day one of his presidency with the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. Biden has put our adversaries first in America last his entire career. And can we just imagine if we had four more years of this guy? It's it, it would be disastrous. America would be unrecognizable and we can't let it happen. Caroline, you are the national press secretary, so you gotta deal with these ghouls in the corporate media all the time. I mean <laughs> I, I, I feel sorry for you, I really do. Thank you. I think you know I one, appreciate one that. of the reasons why talk radio does so well is yeah. because we actually can bring the truth here. And yeah. it's so obvious the the media once again in the tank for Joe Biden, yeah. absolutely one hundred percent. Bringing up the Russia collusion narrative again. I love this. I mean, these people are just recycling twenty sixteen. They are they have no original thoughts yeah. whatsoever. They don't just playing like the greatest hits. But it didn't work last time. It's like Groundhog Day. (laughs) 2016, we have Hillary Clinton paying for the Steele dossier, our own government going along with it, the media just perpetuating it. They won Pulitzer Prizes for literally pushing lies. Russia, Russia, Russia. They impeached him over it, right? Endless lawsuits and smears. And then here we are in 2024. We wake up and now they're out there with this false narrative, ridiculous story that... Uh, Donald Trump is soft on Russia, soft on Putin, Putin, soft on dictators. I mean, does anyone believe this anymore, really? Dictators were deterred under President Trump because they feared how the United States would respond. Uh They knew he was in the Oval Office, tweeting in the middle of the night, thinking about how to deter our adversaries from aggression. Joe Biden goes to bed at 7 o'clock. These people are not afraid of him. (laughs) They're not afraid of him at all. And his policies are even worse than his his cognitive ability. They really are. Now, I'm told there's no crisis at the southern border. I'm told that by the media. I've heard that. Uh, And Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, right, and the secretary. That's his official right, position. Yeah, and, and, and all the Democrats. However, even John Fetterman, the Democrat mm-hmm. senator from Pennsylvania, is acknowledging, holy cow, we have a crisis at the yeah. border. It's a literal invasion going on. And don't you love, Caroline, how Joe Biden said, I don't have enough authority. Now he's coming out and saying he's going to do executive orders. He 
undid everything President Trump did to secure the border. He used the executive authority that he has to secure the border to open up the border. He did it on day one. And there was for no good reason other than these are policies that Donald Trump implemented, so they must be bad. We need to wipe them off the books. Now look at where we are nearly four years later. We have nearly 10 million illegal people in this country. That's more than the total population of 40 American states. To your point, we have Democrats finally speaking out and saying this is unsustainable. And you look at Mayor Eric Adams in New York, that guy, he's preaching to no one. No one in his party is even listening to him. In New York, is a junkyard. I mean, really, you have illegal immigrants in the streets beating up our brave New York police officers and then getting let free on bail. I mean, it's it's just so backwards. Biden has the executive authority to fix it. He refuses to do so because he is appeasing to the far, far left Democrat Party, the globalist cabal who want open borders to destroy America, period. And uh, $10,000 debit cards for illegal immigrants. Yes, hey, free health nice care. You can get it. I would like a nice $10,000 prepaid free, debit card. Free health care, right? right? Yeah. I mean, th- say that to the self-employed entrepreneurs and small business owners across this country who have to pay for their health care out of pocket. My family's one of them. My father worked his butt off to pay for our family's health care. Thousands of dollars every single month. There's so many families like mine out there. And the fact that you can have people whose first act is breaking our laws, illegally invading our country, and they're just given a free ride, that should infuriate all Americans. I think it does. You know what else infuriates me? I'm so tired of them saying Trump's a dictator when Joe Biden defies the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and cancels student loan debt anyway. Mm -hmm. There's $1.2 billion. It's a bribe. He's bribing people to get their votes in places like Pennsylvania. And it infuriates me because that's what dictators actually really do. They just do, well, the court made a ruling. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Biden's literally doing that. Of course, the press does not call him out on it. You know what else dictators do? They go after their political opposition. Yes. Well, I'm glad you brought that (laughs) up, Caroline. We're seeing that. There's some of that happening, too. I would say so. Uh, The weaponization of this Department of Justice. But the thing about it is that, and, and I remember saying this to President Trump when I was in the Oval Office with him back in 20 2019. You know, they want to stop him because he does not want to bring new wars. He doesn't want to start new wars. And you see how the establishment is trying to stop him now. Mm -hmm. They love Nikki Haley because Mm -hmm. she'll keep Ukraine going forever. He he did not want to bring new wars. He was looking to end the war on terror the right way. Mm -hmm. And that's why they wanted to stop him. And and, and they were undermining him. The deep state is actually real. It's Mm -hmm. not a conspiracy theory, as we know. It's very real. And it exists in the big concrete gray slab buildings that are in Washington, D.C see right across the river from where we actually are right now. And it's full of bureaucrats who make up the administrative state who push for war because it's profitable. And that's why they love Nikki Haley. She's a warmonger. She is going to push for endless wars around this world. Mm -hmm. President Trump is the only candidate on both sides of the aisle who says the word peace. If you notice that, he always says about any foreign policy, war, conflict, we're going to bring peace. We want to stop people from dying. And the media attacks him for that. He is a peacemaker. He was the first president in the modern era not to get the United States into new war. We're indebted to him for that. And he will bring peace around this world again. I mean, again, going back to the dictator point, Russia invades Ukraine under Joe Biden. Iranian-backed terrorists, Hamas, uh, launch attacks on Israel against Joe Biden. China, on New Year's Day, promised to take Taiwan. They said it was, quote, inevitable. Mm -hmm. None of that happened under President Trump. It all happened under Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, if he was working for Putin, Putin should get his money back because uh, he waited all these years (laughs) to invade Ukraine until Trump was out of the White House. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. It's insane. Uh, It's a pleasure to talk to you. You I hope you come on the show again. Absolutely. Anytime I will come on your show. You know, your bad cops give me the look. That's the look you got to go. It's time to go. 
unfortunately. But we You're will. The national press secretary. It's kind of a big deal. It, thank you. It's, no, it's a big deal. Come I on. appreciate that. But and you know what else? You'll be the White House press secretary. And the only thing I want to ask is, can I one day like come in and sit behind, stand behind the podium? <laughs> you have my take word. A picture? Yeah. You can. Yes, you can. I appreciate that. You have thank my you. word. You know what else is a big deal? The great state of Pennsylvania. And something tells me Donald Trump is going to be there quite a bit before November. So we'll see you there, Rich. I can't wait. <laughs> Caroline Levitt, National awesome. Press Secretary for President Trump. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, my Appreciate friend. Appreciate it. Uh, and we will continue live here from uh, Radio Row and CPAC, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We'll qu- take a very quick break so we can make a couple of readjustments here, and we'll come right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, live from CPAC 2024, Radio Row. Great to be with you today. What a show we have. Gordon Chang is going to be on in a little bit. I'm so excited for that. Uh, we've got oh, so many great guests coming up, of course. Uh, Tulsi. I'll tell you the whole story behind what happened with Tulsi yesterday. But what a fantastic day it's been. And uh, I'm telling you, this is the place to be. CPAC 2024, Radio Row. Great to be with you. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. This is the big story of the day. Brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile. He will give you the smile of your dreams, the smile that you deserve. Uh, absolutely, he will. And, uh, you know, the, my guest who's going to come on the show in just a second is a, is a true fighter for freedom. And I am really happy. But she's a rock star. And this is what happens at CPAC. You get these, you get these people who are rock stars. And everybody wants a picture with them. So I'll bring on. Come on, Congresswoman rock star. Come on. Here we go. Hey, Congresswoman, how are you? Come on. Join us here on the show. And we uh, will bring on Congresswoman Kat Kamek in just a matter of moments. We are live on the air uh, from CPAC, but I don't think she knows that yet. That's okay. So, Congresswoman, hey, how are you? We're actually on the air. Um, Hello, I'm so sorry. Okay, don't be sorry. It's all right. It's great to have you join us. I appreciate it very, very much. My name is Rich Zioli. Pleasure to meet you. Holy crap, that's loud. Is that loud? We can lower that for you. We lower that. There we go. Congresswoman Kat Kamek from Florida. How you doing? We're doing good. We're going to get that We're up? We're doing good. We're raise that. We'll get those nope, levels nope. right? No. Nope. Hold on. Hang on. We're going to get the levels right. This is what happens at CPAC. you got to get the technical Uh-oh. levels right. No, no audio. No audio. Get her something. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. Okay. We good? We good? We're good. Right, We're good. Great. Nice to see you. It's good to see you. I'm a big fan of yours. You you work uh, so hard. You're a fighter for freedom, so thank you for that. I, I appreciate well, it very much. Listen, it's only the country on the line. <laughs> God, I hope we work hard. <laughs> it really is. You, of course, serve on the House Committee on Energy and Commerce and the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. This is actually my favorite committee. Oh. It really is. Because do I you believe- have insomnia? I do. How did you know? Because mm, you're watching our committee hearings. And you can tell the bags under my eyes or what? <laughs> no, I love the fact that the government of the United States of America is going after its people in this way. Oh. We, we live in a police state, Congresswoman. Yeah. And I'm glad you, 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 know, you are finally exposing all this because it's outrageous what's happening. Well, and to make matters worse, the, the Democrats that serve on this committee with us, they are so obsessed with Donald Trump. 
that we could be having a hearing about the weaponization of the federal government and its use of AI to suppress people's voices on social media. And all they will talk about is Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. They will completely ignore the fact that there has been violations of the Fourth Amendment with bank statements being given over to the FBI without a warrant, with key searches for if you shop at Bass Pro or Cabela's or if you buy a Bible, that you are somehow a domestic extremist. It's amazing. They ignore the fact that the White House, and it's in black and white, we have the emails, has made demands of social media companies, private social media companies, saying to take down certain posts that did not line up with their political agenda. And to make matters worse, we have evidence in emails, black and white, from the Ukrainian intelligence service to the FBI with spreadsheets of posts that they wanted the FBI to work with these social media companies to take these posts down. It gets better. Among the posts that they wanted taken down were U.S. government posts, State Department posts. And people are saying, no, no, this isn't really happening. No, it's happening. You just choose to ignore it. And ignoring it doesn't make the problem go away. In fact, it's going to get worse. Yeah. The, the censorship, the level of censorship this government has engaged in against its yes. own people. And then this whole nonsense about misinformation and disinformation so that they can control the narrative, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, there was one uh, hearing that we did on AI where the federal government, through the National Institutes of Health, they granted all these various universities a ton of taxpayer money, millions and millions of dollars, to create AI models to combat dis and misinformation. MIT actually came out with a program that would, at scale, censor Americans who were engaged in political discourse online that was deemed dis or misinformation. Now, of course, everyone can see the writing on the wall of how that's going to go. But they were so ballsy. And I'm, I don't know if I can use no, that word. No, you just said it. So you uh, did well, it. Go sorry. ahead. Go for it. Sorry. No, you um, do it. <laughs> they were, I'm just going to say it again. Better come, were, when you say it than I say it. So there you go. You they know. were so brazen. How about that? <laughs> they had big cojones. Si, <laughs> sí, muy, muy grande. <laughs> they were so brazen about it that they actually said in their PowerPoint presentations that we got our hands on, our little grubbies on, that this was designed to re-educate veterans, rural Americans, and conservatives. What? Because we didn't know how to properly judge mis- or disinformation, and we were more susceptible to it. This is the BS that we're dealing with. They really do think we're idiots, don't they? Oh, yeah. They no, no. really do. They think very, very little of us. And how many of these three and four letter agencies are involved in this, from the CIA to the NSA to the FBI to the Department of Health? And I mean, all yeah. of it, right? They're all engaged in this. Yeah. I mean, I would say basically every agency in the federal government is involved and engaged in this in some way. Because whether it's the CDC and their data manipulation and their coordination with NSF and FDA on, say, vaccine issues. Right. Um, that You can go down that path. You can go down the FTC and what they did in going after Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. uh, every agency in some capacity has, has become so brazen in their total disregard for constitutional rights because there has been very little in the way of Article I authority. Congress does not assert itself. Congress has no spine. They are like, you know what? Governing's hard. Let's let the executive branch do it. You nameless, faceless bureaucrats in the in the basements all over Washington, D.C., you yeah. guys can figure it out. And so they've really become emboldened in how they do it. And so I think we have a lot of work to do, not just in reining in these agencies and, and deregulating many of them, cutting many of them. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of work to do in that space, but AI 
it has the potential to do something great and also something very dangerous. It's kind of, you know, are you going to use your powers for good or evil? Right. And we're at that crossroads right now. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, determining, too, how we regulate it in a way that doesn't just benefit the left. Because yes. that's what always worries me. Yes. Whenever we talk about regulation of social media, tech, in any way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. it always seems like our side comes out on the losing end. Oh, because, yeah. because everything we say is hate speech. Everything we say is conspiracy. Everything we say is, is misinformation. That always seems to be how it is. Well, I mean, it, it's, this is what's so crazy is... Yeah, I mean, I think Microsoft got absolutely dragged across Twitter this week when they released their AI models. And you saw that if you asked for a picture of George Washington, George Washington, according to AI, was black. Right. So, surprise. <laughs> a lot of people were surprised. And I didn't know that the Pope was a woman. Um, you know, it's just riddled with DEI nonsense. And so, you, you think about how dangerous this can be, right? Yeah. It all comes down to the language models. And, and I was recently appointed, actually this week, to the AI task force that Congress has good. put together. And, yeah, so it turns out that having a millennial uh, in Congress is good for more than just turning on and off your iPhones for my older <laughs> colleagues. True story. I do that often. I do that often. They're like, um, Kat, you're, you're a youngster, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, can you, how do you turn this thing off? I'm like, oh, great. You're, you're in charge of policy on social media. It's That's, Massey, right? He yeah. can't do it, isn't it? It's Massey. I know it is. Come on. No, it's not Massey. I love Thomas. Thomas is so great. Um, for his birthday, I gave him a, a beer stein. And, you know, he, he, love, he loves his beer um, and his raw milk. Um, but it's funny right. because Massey, you know, he, he's a he's a very good libertarian, and he has an iPhone that has like circa 2009. <laughs> that screen has been broken so many times that he must have like cuts on his face from using it. It's so bad. He's got to get a new phone. Congresswoman Kat Kamix with me. It's so great to have her. The House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government. Yeah, we can turn it around. We can we we can turn this around if yeah. the president if Trump wins. I really think we can. But we have to hold these faceless, nameless bureaucrats accountable. Yes, because they not only go after the American people, they went after the president. They have so much brazen cojones that Muy they grande cojones. Mi, mi grande, and they know they're not going to get in trouble for any of this, and that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And they're also, to your point about Congress having no cojones, all these rules that these people promulgate, and then Congress has to pass a law to overturn a rule? That's insane! Yep. I mean, that is that is exactly why I talk about Article 1 authority. We have ceded all of our control, yeah. and by extension of doing that, we have given the American people's voice away. And that is that is really the troubling part. The founders always intended for Congress to, as particularly the House, to be the loudest and strongest element in this wild, crazy experiment of government. Mm -hmm. And when I tell people, no, actually, you're a member of Congress, they work for you, and you have to communicate with them because then they have to go and do your bidding in Washington. And I know that uh, right now, particularly there's this weird thing that we're living through called angertainment where members of Congress think that fighting is just standing on the House floor and giving really fiery speeches. <laughs> that's actually not fighting. That's not working, right? Right, right. That's, it's grandstanding. That's, that, yeah. that's political theater, you yes. know? Um, I think what is so critical is reestablishing that balance mm -hmm. so that that one half of one third of government is strong and, and is being used as intended. The other part is the regulatory state. Our, our team last year led the largest regulatory reform bill in American history. And I know that's probably the least sexy topic that we could ever talk about. You're like, woo, cat, you're getting me going on I'm regulations. I'm hot. I'm turned on right now, baby. Oh, man. He's taking his jacket off oh, right yeah. now, folks. A little Barry White here, folks. Come on. I know. It's going to be some like... <laughs> You're a joy. Will you come back on the show? Absolutely. I would love to have you back. You're Absolutely. Great. All right, Philly to. loves you. 
Well, we, we And our would. station's massive, so it's bigger than a lot of these low-energy stations around here. I'm just telling you that right now. So you picked a good one. But well, I know you got to go. Your team's here. They're going to wrestle me to the ground if I don't let you go. I know. When they get creepily close to me, that means yeah, that I've got to go. And I'm like, they're going to like, you know, right, can we get a picture of them before Absolutely. we go? Absolutely. Congresswoman Kat Kamek, everybody, live from CPAC Radio Woo! Row. Awesome lover. All right, let's do this. On the air, I'll be live. Okay. What I'll do is come, if Sorry you don't mind. my Ric Flair. If you don't mind coming over, and uh, you can take your headset off, okay. and we'll take a picture while I continue to vamp here because, really, you're a fighter, and you're a millennial, and you can turn my iPhone off, and that's awesome. <laughs> and you said cojones. Yeah, and we lost our FCC license, thanks to you, so I appreciate that. Maybe you can fight to get that back for us. Yeah, All right. if you can fill out a privacy act form. <laughs> Thank you, Congresswoman. Appreciate it. She said, fill out a privacy, for, a privacy act form for us. We'll take care of that. So that's great. Uh, all right. We are live at CPAC on Radio Row. It's chaos, as I knew it would be chaos, absolutely. But I want to thank our great sponsors. We, we are very, very lucky to have McCaws and Lock Service there for us every day. And if you need them because you have any locksmith needs whatsoever, your key fob has been lost or stolen, uh, factory keys, transponder keys, remotes have to be reprogrammed, any of that. Let the good folks at McCall's and Lock Service do it because that's what they do. And they can do it while you wait, and they can do it for half off what the dealer will charge you. And they serve all makes and models, the fancy cars too, BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, you name it. McCall's and Lock Service, Tom and Chrissy, good people, family people who are there for you every single step of the way. So... Go see them today, and they stand with us for our Travis Manion Foundation Radiothon, and I'm so excited that, once again, they're going to be one of our big sponsors for that. McCaws and Lock Service, right on Route 420 in Prospect Park, PA. McCaws and Lock Service, and my... Okay, we're going to keep going here. I'm going to welcome to the show Gordon Chang. My friend, how are you? It's great to see you. It's great to see you, Rich, and thank you so, so much. Oh, it's, it's my honor to have you in person. You know, you've been on my show so many times in the past. You're, of course, author of the book, China is Going to War, a board member here at CPAC. Uh, you escaped Chinese communism. You are an outspoken critic of the Chinese Communist Party, and, uh, and you're a heck of a nice guy, too. Oh, well, thank you. So, first of all, uh, in your book, China is going to war. We have to recognize that fact. They are not our friend. That's right. They talk about war all the time. Xi Jinping is implementing the biggest and the fastest military buildup since the Second World War. He's trying to sanction-proof his regime. He's stockpiling grain and other commodities. He is surveying the U.S. for nuclear weapon strikes. That was the balloon last year. Um, he's supporting wars by Russia and Iran because those are China proxy wars. And they are mobilizing China's civilians for war. Now, no one knows the future 100%, but, you know, we have to ask the question. When in history has a militant regime gone on this really war um, tear and not actually started a war? What do you make of all these Chinese nationals who are sneaking in over the southern border? Okay. The problem there is that we're seeing people who look like Chinese soldiers. Um, they are... In if you go back three years ago, the Chinese migrants who were coming in were families. They were basically middle-class Chinese who had given up on their country. Now, 80 to 90 percent of the Chinese migrants are Chinese males, basically military age, traveling without family members, pretending not to speak English. Some of them have been conducting Chinese military rituals on the way up. And U.S. Border Patrol knows that some of them actually have links to the Chinese military. What is really disturbing is since the end of January, we have been seeing these videos of Chinese migrants in the U.S. for no more than three weeks 
who came across the border with just their backpacks, no money, no identification. And what are they doing? They're taking target practice with pistols and rifles. So, you know, if you were just a migrant and you would just come into the U.S., I think that you'd be thinking about, where's my next meal coming? You know, right. where am I going to live? What am I, how am I going to get a job? You wouldn't be thinking about killing your neighbors unless you came here to kill your neighbors. So um, there have been some uh, reports of Chinese migrants involved in other very, very suspicious activities. We have to assume that some of them, maybe thousands, are actually Chinese soldiers who have come here to wage war on us. Gordon Chang, do you think that they could just leave China? Do you think Xi Jinping would just let them leave if they weren't leaving for a reason? Um, these days, after COVID, yeah, they can leave on their own. Um, and, and I don't think China likes the idea that, um, you know, middle-class Chinese have decided to leave. But... Um, but they're not the ones sneaking in through the southern border. Yeah, well, some of them are, but... Um, Right now, as I said, we've seen a change in the composition so that now they are these soldiers coming across. I mean, it's 80 to 90 percent of the migrants are now the type that I described. So, yeah, we got to be really concerned that China has decided to seed in this surge of Chinese migrants, um, dangerous individuals. And, re and remember, Rich, that lab in Reedley, California, which is in the Central Valley close to Fresno. Yeah. I mean, that was a secret Chinese biological weapons facility that uh, that building inspector found. I mean, there were at least 20 pathogens, according to the official count, including the one for Ebola, and almost 1,000 mice that had been genetically engineered to spread disease. So that probably is not the only such facility in the U.S. So you put this all together. You got soldiers and operatives coming across our border. You got a Chinese biological weapons lab. You're going to link them up. These guys are going to take the mice, spread them around the U.S. This is our next pandemic. It's terrifying. And what I've been reading about China still doing gain of function research. Uh, Absolutely. Right. And, and it's it's not just gain of function. It's also they're describing specific ethnic genetic attacks, which is the term that they use. In other words, they're talking about attacks by pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune but kill everybody else. I mean, that's just, it, it, it's the stuff of, of scary science fiction movies, but it's very real. And we also know it's real because you told me this, and, and, and what was amazing is that the Secretary of Energy of the United States, Dan Briette, sends a cable back in 2019 to our Department of Health saying, this is what's happening, and the Chinese military is involved here with this you know, gain-of-function research on COVID, and all the warnings were ignored by Fauci and everybody else, but it was it's well, the Chinese military behind yeah, this. Fa Fauci had every reason to ignore them. Remember, it was 2014, um, President Obama imposed the um, moratorium on the funding of gain-of-function research in the United States because it was considered to be, by the president, too dangerous. So what did Fauci do? He outsourced gain-of-function research to a Chinese biological weapons lab. And so, of course, you know, what Fauci did was wrong by every standard. And his only defense can be, well, you know, um, Congress appropriated the money. But he knew better. He knew what he was doing. There's a record of statements by Fauci supporting gain-of-function research. And this is even in light of the moratorium during the Obama administration. So, yeah, 
Fauci is largely responsible for SARS-CoV-2, the pathogen that caused COVID-19, which killed, at last count, 7 million people outside of China, including 1.1 million Americans. Now, we can argue about the death toll in the U.S. Some people will say it's less, but anything above zero is completely unacceptable for a disease that should never have left central China. When the military world games were happening in the fall of 2019, and that was really the first outbreak of COVID in, in Wuhan, was that deliberate? Um, I, I, there's a difference of opinion on it. And a lot of Chinese nationals and, and people, ethnic Chinese in the U.S., they say it was deliberate. They say this is Communist Party. It's that malicious. I tend to think that it was accidental. Okay. But the point is, once this disease got out into China, um, Xi Jinping deliberately spread it beyond China's borders. In December 2019 and January 2020, the Chinese Communist Party knew that this disease was highly transmissible human to human. But they not only covered it up, that's bad enough, but what they did was they told the world it was not transmissible. So they knew it was, they told the world it was not. And then, to compound this and to really make it clear that this was a disease intentionally spread, while they were locking down their own country, and yeah, you know, lockdowns are controversial, but by locking down their own country, they were telling the world they thought this was an effective way of stopping disease. So while these guys were locking down their own country, they were pushing other countries to take arrivals from China without travel restrictions or quarantines. So they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And that means this was murder. That means uh, 7 million people were murdered. And by the way, if you look at the Genocide Convention of 1948, um, this fits into the definition of genocide. 7 million genocide, more than the Holocaust. How significant is Taiwan to the United States of America? It is, let me put it this way, defending Taiwan is defending the United States. It's not like we're doing this because we think it's a good idea for peace and stability in the world. We're doing this for our own good. And the reason is, since like the 1880s or so, the United States has drawn its western defense perimeter off the coast of East Asia. Taiwan is at the center of that line. Also, China is attacking not just our democracy, but every democracy. So we cannot allow the Chinese to absorb any democracy because the next attack is on us. Also, we get, you know, there's one Taiwan company, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, TSMC, manufactures 92% of the world's sophisticated chips. But there's another reason, and that is after President Biden's catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, August 2021, Taiwan has become the test of American credibility and resolve, not just in East Asia, but around the world. So we have every reason to defend Taiwan, and we're doing it not for the Taiwanese. We're not doing it for general peace and stability in the world. We're doing it for ourselves. We do not want China to take Taiwan, which will allow the Chinese Navy and Air Force to surge into the Pacific, where it will end up on our doorstep in Hawaii. Last question, because I know you got to run. You're in high demand here, Gordon Chang, and we're grateful for your time, grateful for all that you I, do. I'm grateful to be here, so thank you, Oh, Rich. listen, it's my honor. Um, the South China Sea and the way that the Chinese naval forces continue to encroach on the South China Sea, uh, and also now what China's doing in terms of their submarine development, how concerned should we be about all that? 
Well, we should be because, you know, we talk about Taiwan as being a target of Chinese aggression. I think that the most likely target of Chinese aggression is actually the Philippines. We're talking South China Sea because we're seeing some very belligerent Chinese activity at Second Thomas Shoal, Scarborough Shoal, and Whitson Reef. These are parts of the Philippines. The Chinese believe that they should take them, and they've been engaged in seamanship tactics that some of them actually are acts of war against Manila. The United States um, State Department and even President Biden, to their credit, have issued warnings to China that we will use force to discharge our obligations to the Philippines under our mutual defense treaty. What's really dangerous, Rich, is that China has blown through all of those warnings. These warnings have been oral, they've been written, and yet China doesn't care, which means we're not deterring China, which means God knows what. President Trump deferred he was able to defer China. He was able to deter them, I mean, because of the sanctions. It worked, right? And, and also he was able to deter them because of his unpredictability. If you go back to, I think it was 2017, Xi Jinping was at Mar-a-Lago for that dinner. Mm-hmm. And there was the conference, I mean, a summit and dinner. And then Trump stood up and said, right at dessert, that beautiful chocolate cake, as Trump said. <laughs> he said, I have just authorized the bombing of Syria. Well, Syria is a Chinese friend. Xi Jinping is sitting right next to him, and I'm sure that Xi gulped when he heard Mm -hmm. that. You know, there are some things that Trump did about China I didn't like, um, like that trade deal at the end. But the point is, it doesn't really matter. Trump was able to deter China because he was unpredictable, because he was willing to get at them when they needed it, and when we needed to really punch them in the gut. And we had peace and stability. And it was not just China, it was Vladimir Putin. You know, Putin invades Crimea during the Obama administration. He invades the rest of of Ukraine um, in 2022. Four years of peace. You know, a lot of people complained. And I didn't like the way that, you know, Trump talked about Putin. I thought it was being too friendly. But the point is, Putin didn't move during four years that Trump was in the Oval Office. We had peace and stability in Ukraine. We had peace and stability in Europe. Putin didn't move. Xi Jinping didn't move. You know, Kim Jong-un didn't move. And those Iranian mullahs, they were quiet. So, you know. It matters. It matters. It, it worked. It was a policy that worked. Gordon Chang, my, my friend, my pleasure. Honestly, great to have you. Please it come back and see us again, okay? Absolutely, and thank you so much, Rich. I really appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Thanks. As we are live here from Radio Row at CPAC, uh, let me, I want to take a quick picture with Gordon Chang. I'll, I'll continue talking. This is what we do as, uh, as the audience continues to listen. Me and my, my buddy here, this, this guy is a fighter, and he's the real deal. So let's go. here we go. All right. Gordon, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Uh, Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Uh, great guy, great, I mean, great guy, great, great sponsor, great friends of the show. Judith Krupnik, Yosef Cohen, and uh, all the people over there, they are wonderful people who are going to be there for you every step of the way. I know you will have a great experience there, so please go see them. Go see them today, all right? I'd love for you to do that. Uh, the thing about it is that 
A lot of these dealerships there, they pressure you. You're never going to have any pressure at Cherry Hill Volvo ever. They will always treat you with the respect that you deserve. And here's a great opportunity for you. How about a beautiful S60 courtesy car for less than $29,000, right? A beautiful sedan, rarely used a courtesy car. So that is used as a, as a loaner. It's used for valet service. And uh, it could be yours for less than $29,000 with less than 5,000 miles on it. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, the region's most accessible Volvo dealership. Judith Yosef and the entire team would love to see you and take great care of you. Absolutely. So go see them today. Or maybe you want an SUV. You know, Bridget drives the XC90. It's the, it is the, the third row family SUV. It's going to get you and your family there safe and sound. And no matter what you choose, you'll have a great experience. Don't let the renovation of the dealership intimidate you. That dealership was started by Judith's father back in the early 1960s. It's a very special place. There's even a part of the floor. You can still see the original floor. Uh, but at Cherry Hill Volvo, uh, they, are, they have incredible inventory right now. Something for you, and you'll love the experience. So go see it today. Go see them today. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Don't forget, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios where relationships matter. Because they really do. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Has the show started yet? Uh, that was a very action-filled, what, 45 50, minutes? 54 minutes. That was just yeah, intense, just, right? Yeah, Holy yeah, cow. After another. Welcome back to the show. We are live at CPAC Radio Row 2024. Oh, man. That just We just got shot out of a cannon there. Holy <laughs> cow. I haven't even turned on my call screen yet, so I'm sure Henry's been writing me nasty notes. Have you been writing me nasty notes? No, not quite. Not <laughs> just just some been, ad reads here and there, but you've been good about them. You've been saying them, so I got nothing to complain about. Oh, good. Well, you'll find something to complain about. I'm oh, sure before oh, the days. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, it just started, so <laughs> you know what I mean. We only have three hours left. Oh, so I got a funny story to tell you. You want to hear it? Oh yeah. All right. So last night, this um, beautiful Hawaiian woman came on the show and um, hung out with me uh, after the show. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, you know, Tulsi Gabbard was, uh, she gave two interviews yesterday. She gave an interview to Steve Bannon and she gave an interview to me. Uh, she only did two. And it was like, a, I mean, right, Matt, it was like a rock star. There was a huge crowd around Tulsi, was there not? Oh, man. It she was had quite an entourage following her, yeah. And we had a wonderful chat together and we're going to do a book event together. Did I tell you that? She wants to do a big event. And we, we're going to do it as a live show. We're going to do a live show and then also do uh, a book event uh, at the same time. Very exciting. So we're going to make that happen with Tulsi. We're going to play the interview at 5 o'clock for you. And uh, I think you're going to like what she has to say. Because the question you have and the question that I have is, is, it, is she sincere? Is, is, this, is this conversion you know, this conversion from the Democrat Party, is it, is it real? Is it sincere? And look, I... I I'm old school, you know, I need to look somebody in the eye to believe them. I got to look them in the eye. And I, I looked her in the eye. We had an interview. I mean, the eye contact was unbreakable for 15 solid minutes. <laughs> and, um, oh, look, there's Congressman Matt Gates. Hey, Matt, how are you? Um, it was unbreakable eye contact. And uh, it was great. So you want to grab him? You can try. Why not? Maybe he'll want to say hi. Um, I think she's sincere in everything she had to say. But, of course, you're going to have to be the judge of that. You know, when you hear the interview, you'll have to be the judge. You didn't get the opportunity to sit across the table with her and get the eye contact, so I did. You know, and that's the beautiful part about it. Now, he's got to go speak. That's all right. He's in a—it's uh, the thing about CPAC is people come by, and sometimes they're free and sometimes they're not. And, you know, we try to get him if we can, and if we can't, no big deal. So uh, He was very busy. 
Was basically just told Matt to just go F off, I think is what he just said. <laughs> like, leave me alone, kid. Wasn't, wasn't that exactly. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't that, but um, Kat Kamek was great. Oh, she exceeded my expectations, and I was very much looking forward to that interview. Yeah, I, I, we, we got to get her back on the show more often. She said she would come on whenever we want, just shoot her a text message, and she's Fantastic. There, so. And now Catherine Levitt, the National Press Secretary for Trump's my new buddy. So, <laughs> my, making, new, my new pal. You're making lots of friends. I'm making here. lots of friends. And uh, making some enemies, too, because I keep making fun of the other radio stations that are here. Because, honestly, <laughs> there's no one here who has the reach we do. That's the truth. That is the truth right there. I do like that you keep weaving that into every interview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yesterday the question was White House cocaine dogs or defund the police dog, dot, 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 dog, exclamation mark. That survey's over. The audience has chosen cocaine White House dogs. So there we go. And, you know, that's how it is. All right. Who do we have coming up uh, in the 4 o'clock hour? We've got uh, we have Naomi Wolf. Naomi Wolf is going to stop by. Very excited about that. That's going to be great. So we'll talk to her and uh, Tulsi Gabbard at 5. we got some other surprises for you in between, so you don't want to miss a single minute of this. But I want to tell you about my friends at uh, McCausen here. Henry, is that right? Uh, Emmons. 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 Emmons Roofing and Siding. My great friends at Emmons. So Matt and Stephanie are truly personal friends of mine. But before they became friends, they did my roof. And they did such a fantastic job on the roof. I was thrilled. Lifetime warranty on that roof. And I was so pleased, I said, let's do the doors and the windows. And then they got into the kitchen and bathroom remodeling business. And I'm telling you right now, they did such a great job remodeling my kitchen, remodeling my bathroom. My wife was thrilled. Happy wife, happy life. She loved the work they did. They can give you a new bathroom in a day. That's right, I said it. One day, bathroom remodel. Trust the team at Emmons. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. And if you have a Jersey Shore house, please get that, that roof inspected. Minor leaks now can turn into major repairs when the warm weather hits. So what are you waiting for? Please reach out to Emmons today. They have a design showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You can go visit or go to EmmonsRoofing.com. E-M-M-O-N-S, EmmonsRoofing.com. Trust the team that I've trusted for over six years with every project that you can think of in my home. I'm grateful to the great work of Emmons and their support of our show. And you will be happy with the job they do. It's guaranteed. EmmonsRoofing.com. EmmonsRoofing.com. Rich Seoli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.